Listener Production. Your Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Monday, the 26th of April. The WA government is calling for a major reduction in international arrivals after its latest COVID outbreak. It's been revealed patient zero was a man who travelled to India to attend a wedding and then returned to Perth for mandatory hotel quarantine. WA Premier Mark McGowan has slammed the federal government for allowing some Australians to travel overseas too freely, saying people are being allowed to leave Australia for weddings, athletic meetings and funerals. Here is Mr McGowan. That weekly number of returning residents is not something that can continue long term without proper Commonwealth quarantine facilities being used. I'll discuss this further with the Prime Minister and my state and territory colleagues in coming days. I'll consult with the Chief Health Officer to determine a more appropriate cap number for the longer term. Unfortunately, this pandemic will not be going away this year and I need to do everything possible to keep our state safe and prevent community transmission. The WA government announced on Friday the Perth and Pill regions were going into a snap lockdown after COVID escaped from hotel quarantine and spread into the local community. And we'll have more details from our reporter in Perth on if the lockdown will lift at midnight tonight. Meantime, the latest outbreak has again put hotel quarantine into the spotlight with many medical experts renewing their calls for a complete overhaul of the bungled system. Epidemiologist Professor Mary Louise McClaws has told the project conventional hotels should not be used for quarantine because of poor ventilation and rapid antigen tests should be adopted immediately. So you send them to the most appropriate facility and then they have their PCR test on day two and then you augment it with a rapid antigen test. And don't forget, they only take 15 minutes and you keep finding out whether they're positive. And if they are, you move them out of that quarantine hotel immediately so it doesn't place um, any risk to the negative uh, travellers. While overseas, as a humanitarian disaster continues to unfold in India, the UK and US governments have announced they will send life-saving equipment like ventilators and PPE to the country. Over the weekend, the nation set a horrifying new record for daily COVID infections, recording more than 349,000 cases in just 24 hours and up to 186,000 deaths so far. But experts fear those official figures could in fact be up to 10 times higher. Here is international journalist Shima Sharma in India on CBS. I think there's just one way to describe it right now. It's a living hell. Local hospitals are faced with a desperate shortage of oxygen as they battle to cope with hundreds of thousands of sick and dying patients. And Australians paused right around the country on Anzac Day yesterday to remember the many servicemen and women who made the ultimate sacrifice. This year's commemorations were the last marked with Australian Defence Force personnel deployed in Afghanistan. Here is the new Defence Minister Peter Dutton on the ABC. We truly pay tribute this Anzac Day to the 39,000 men and women of the Australian Defence Force, 41 of whom gave their lives in this cause. Uh, because they have continued uh, the fine traditions of the original Anzacs. They've served their country well with distinction and honour. And a bounce in the polls for Prime Minister Scott Morrison. Support for the coalition has lifted in the latest news poll returning to 2019 election levels. 
While the government is still trailing Labor on a two-party preferred count 51 to 49, Mr Morrison remains the preferred Prime Minister over Anthony Albanese, lifting to 59%. Now for a look at what else is making news around the country this Monday morning. And we start in WA with more details on our top story this morning. And the Premier is refusing to rule out an extension of the SNAP three-day lockdown for the Perth and Peel regions. Our reporter Emma Griffiths is in Perth with the details. That's right, Tash. The Premier says he expects some COVID restrictions to continue past midnight tonight, but isn't giving away if lockdown will end. It comes as no new community cases were recorded in our Perth and Peel regions yesterday, despite one late case on Saturday. A man in his 40s, known as Case 986, tested positive after dining at the same restaurant as the Victorian man. Australian Medical Association President Dr Omar Korshid says it's no surprise the virus was spread in a restaurant setting. We've learned over the last year that COVID is particularly a problem in places like restaurants or churches, uh, indoor locations where people are close together and where the air is uh, being shared between people. But where the lockdown will continue, Premier Mark McGowan is remaining tight-lipped. But I think people uh, should get used to the prospect that uh, there'll be some further measures continue uh, beyond Monday. To Victoria now, and there are concerns the state's most vulnerable, including the elderly, can't get their COVID vaccines because waiting lists have blown out at many local GP clinics. But it seems the rest of the public isn't taking advantage of six mass vaccination hubs with hardly anyone turning up. Here's our reporter James Lake with the details in Melbourne. That's the shame of this story, Tash. It's elderly Victorians who are too frail to get to our mass vaccination centres who are now stuck on wait lists for months. GPs say the massive delays stretching out five months at this point are because they're exhausting their weekly vaccine doses so quickly. They're now demanding to be able to request extra vaccine as soon as it's needed, similar to how influenza shots are sent out. At the weekend, Victoria's COVID-19 logistics boss Jerome Weimar revealed we are administering only a fraction of the vaccines we're capable of, despite the mass vaccination hubs being open to the public. On Saturday morning, less than 150 people went through the Melbourne Convention and Exhibition Centre hub, despite it being set up to vaccinate 5,000 people each day. To New South Wales and riot police have been called to break up a massive brawl that erupted at a football match in southern Sydney. Our reporter Siobhan Caulfield has more from Sydney. Tash, it was a nil-all stalemate between the two rival teams in the New South Wales National Premier League, but it was the fans that sparked the absolute wild scenes. Police were called to a sports field on West Botany Street in Rockdale late yesterday afternoon. A brawl breaking out after the match with crates going flying, flares being let off in a car park and spectators armed with weapons. Video footage has emerged on social media. Take a listen. Two men suffered lacerations to their limbs during the melee, while police are now searching for a man who may be able to assist them with their inquiries. 
the latest in business and finance news. We're joined this morning by Peter Switzer from theswitzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. US President Joe Biden is very serious about fighting climate change and now he's prepared to hit exports from other countries with a carbon tax. Yeah, this is huge, isn't it? It's called a Carbon Border Adjustment Scheme and is designed not to disadvantage US workers if their employer is a carbon cutter business while its overseas rivals selling its products into the US are big carbon polluters. The effective carbon tax is designed to avoid US workers and companies being put at a competitive disadvantage by being carbon cutters. The European Union seems to be on board with this type of tax and will put pressure on the Morrison government and our exporters to look at their commitment to reduced carbon emissions. And talking about the climate change debate, Peter, super funds are upping the ante, warning our top 200 companies to lift their climate game. Yeah, they're really getting serious, aren't they? The Australian Council of Superannuation Investors has put the top 200 companies on the local stock exchange on notice over their climate policies, threatening to take action that could see directors ousted if they fall short on managing climate-related risks. Now, the Australian newspaper says the influential ACSI, which advises more than $1 trillion worth of industry super funds and big funds such as the Australian Super Fund, Aware Super and QSuper, in its new policy also called on policymakers to deliver credible and continued support for action to achieve a net zero emissions and a climate resilient economy. Such pressure could see companies not committed to better climate change policies seeing their shares sold and their share prices plummet. Surely this next question has to be the question of the year, Peter. I want to know all the details. How do you get the sack and be paid $50 million while you're shown the door? What? (laughs) It's extraordinary, isn't it? If anything shows how crazy our company pay structure is, it's this story. A prominent AMP Capital executive has been effectively asked to leave the company after behaviour unbecoming towards a fellow worker and his exit payment could be, wait for it, $50 million. The AFR says the huge final payment will partly reflect the termination payments and accumulated bonuses the executive will be entitled to receive for his premature exit. Last year, the AMP employee had a bonus of $6.5 million, while the company's share price fell 19%, and it's no wonder why AMP's share price has fallen 80% over the past five years. Sure the shareholders will be happy with that news today, Peter. That's for sure. (laughs) Have a nice day. Same to you. Time to sport now with Liam Flanagan from the Scorecard Podcast. And Liam, happy Monday. West's Tigers are denying crisis talks over Maguire's future. Yeah, it's a happy Monday to you as well, Tash, but not so much for Michael Maguire, the coach of the West Tigers. Now, the worst thing you can hear as a coach is that you have the full support of the board <laughs> publicly because more often than not, the next thing you're hearing is that you've been fired. Yes. Uh, West, West Tigers coach Michael Maguire almost heard those words yesterday off the back of the West Tigers. 40-6 to six loss to Manly. The Tigers released a statement via the club website denying a report from the Sydney Morning Herald about crisis meetings being held over Maguire's future. But they said instead that all at the club remain firmly united and committed to producing a strong and competitive season. So they didn't technically use the terminology 
but the pressure certainly is on Maguire because with just one win from seven rounds, it's the club's worst ever start to an NRL season. They're often the last to know. Also, <laughs> Liam, interesting excuse in the AFL from Mr Buckley about the poor performing pies. Yeah, look, the traditional AFL Anzac Day clash between the Bombers and the Magpies at the MCG yesterday set a world record, actually. The crowd of 78,113 was the biggest attendance at a global sporting event since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic. But if you were a Pies fan at the game yesterday or watching on TV, you were left disappointed because the Bombers ran out 24-point winners. And Nathan Buckley, after the game, post-match, admitted he asked his players if they were having trouble spotting their teammates because of the jumper clash between the special Anzac Day jumpers the two teams had been wearing. Now, Tash, you can imagine the players weren't prepared to admit that was the reason for their poor performance. But the loss does lead Collingwood with just one win for the season and makes their game against the Gold Coast Suns this weekend a must win. Interesting to see if they have any issues when they put their normal jerseys on. Um, also, Liam, <laughs> to the tennis now, and Ash Barty's successful return to clay ahead of the French Open. We love the Barty Party. Oh, we love the Barty Party, and apparently the Barty Party loves clay because <laughs> the last time she played on it, well, she was being crowned the 2019 French Open champion. Uh, she skipped the 2020 tournament because of the COVID pandemic. And late last night, Ash Barty won the final of the Stuttgart Open over Arena Sabalenka in three sets. Uh, despite dropping the first set, Barty bounced back to claim her third title of the year, which shows how much she loves playing on the surface. And how's this for capping off a nice weekend? She turned 25 on Saturday. She won the singles title uh, late last night and then went back on court and claimed the doubles title with her American partner, Jennifer Brady, becoming the first player to win the singles and doubles title at the tournament since Lindsay Davenport in 2001. How good is that? We love Ash. We wish her all the best. She's a star. Thanks, Liam. Checking the weather details around the country this Monday morning, Brisbane partly cloudy, top of 25. Mostly sunny today for Sydney, 23. Possible shower expected for Melbourne today, 18. Chilly start to the national capital, Canberra morning fog and 19 today. Partly cloudy, 18 for Hobart. Mostly sunny and 21 degrees for Adelaide. Mostly sunny also for Perth. Beautiful 30 degrees on the way today. Possible late shower or storm for Darwin and a top of 34. And it's Oscars Day in LA, but in a COVID safe way. The 93rd Academy Awards will get underway later this morning, but for the third year in a row, there will be no official host. Instead, a number of stars will present awards, including Brad Pitt, Reese Witherspoon and Renee Zellweger. Due to COVID restrictions, it will be a scaled back red carpet, while there will be no Zoom acceptance speeches. Black and white Netflix film Mank has the most nominations with 10 and Nomadland is tipped to take out Best Picture. And that's all you need to know to start your day with your morning agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch our latest episode and be across all the breaking news and hot topics as they happen in our brand new talk show, Australia Today, with Steve Price. And you can head to listener.com or download the new Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day. And we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Listener.